Welcome to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. This is your podcast where a bunch of guys get together, talk about some college football, and play some friendly wagers. It is November 13th here on Wednesday. Getting to this podcast a little late this week, but uh, it's 4.57 here in the evening, so we hope to get this out tonight for listeners for uh, week 12 of college football. Uh, One thing before we get started, I do want to encourage our listeners to uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever service you use. Definitely subscribe and, and rate us, even if you think we suck. Uh, give us a one or two star if you feel like that's what we should deserve. But there should be an option to rate us. If you can leave a review and rate this podcast, we appreciate it. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Cover3U, the number one. So that's Cover, the number three, the letter U, the number one on Twitter. Uh, give us a shout out there. We're just trying to gain some listeners, whether you, uh, you like it or not, just give us a review, but I'm here with Pat, the Irish fan. Yeah. How are we doing, Patrick? Outside of my picks from the last fucking month, I've been doing just fine. Um, you could pretty much rate my picks a goddamn one star. Yeah, you're you suck. So yeah. basically, I'm you, fucking terrible. You were right le- you're the leader in our wager. I have absolutely zero confidence coming into this week. Everything I say for the tens of people who listen to this, uh, do the exact opposite. You'll be just fine. But just to let you guys know, I am drinking right now, so hopefully that'll help. Uh, help your numbers. A little yeah. Bit. Well, just so you know, you've uh, the last. Three weeks here on Cover Through You and our wagers. Do we really have to go into this? You've gone <laughs> four and thirteen, one and six, two and nine, and then you went two and nine again this week. Yeah. Thank God I'm not betting hundreds of bucks on this because one, I would lose my house. Two, <laughs> I'd lose my wife. <laughs> You've so, already lost her. She just hasn't left you. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you were, you were last this week. You're dead last in the season. You're 53, 75, and two overall. Two pushes. <laughs> Not very good. No, and I appreciate, you know, really nailing down those uh, statistics and kicking more dirt on the grave, if you will. No problem. Anytime I have the opportunity to bust your balls, Patrick, I'm going to do it with quite joy. And, and likewise, I just don't have anything to bust your balls about right now, and that's a little disappointing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm just going to sit here, and I'm going to make some picks, I'm going to try and get drunk. Yeah. My Hokies looked good again this week, so I'm happy. I'm, I'm Jameson, your Hokie fan, and uh, the the Hokies improve each and every week. I thought, um, you know, I, I had a, a half of an eye on that game. You know, I was watching the – the Alabama LSU game it was on at the same time um, down here in the basement. You know, TV number two. I had the I had the Virginia Tech Wake Forest game on uh, first half. You know, it was a little bit back and forth to a certain extent, a little lethargic offensively for both teams. But I thought the second half was very very impressive for the Hokies. Yeah, well, let me go over the bets and I'll recap my opinion on that game a little bit when we talk about games. So we'll come right back to that. Um, I think. Virginia Tech, in short, before I go into detail, I think Virginia Tech just outcoached them and executed a damn near perfect game plan against that high-powered, high-paced offense that Wake Forest They slowed has. it down, man. They Limited down. the possessions. I thought it was well Yeah, well they coached. executed it perfectly. And we'll dive in a little more. But I did have a decent week again. You know, there was a tenure there where I won like four of five weeks – I'm your overall leader for the season. I did not win overall uh, based on last week's wagers, but I went seven and five last week. 
keeping me in the overall leader seat of 74 wins, 54 losses, and two pushes. That puts me at plus 20. That's, That's great. At 100 bucks, man. Yeah. And then, but but Phil won the week for the third time in a row, and your Wolverine fan Phil is once again not here. What is his deal? I mean, he's busy. Yeah, well. I also think there's part Let of it where he's been two... kicking. He's been kicking ass just by texting us picks. I, I think we're getting fucked a little well, bit. Well, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> let me give you two two human beings, and that will really tell you how busy you are. But he he is coaching a middle school basketball team, so those are humans. But uh, and and I feel bad for those kids. <laughs> um, I'm sure they're getting good coaching. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm sure he's doing a good job, but you know he he's busy with that in the evenings, being a t- teacher in the daytime. But um, he went seven and two last week. He breaks the 500 mark, so he's creeping up to me. He's plus two. I'm plus 20. His overall record after that uh, seven and two performance last week is 65 wins and 63 losses. So, you know, you're right. He may be just saying, you know what, I'll just bet based on what I see in the sheet and submit it to us because that's been working for him because he's missed like the last three podcasts, hasn't he? Yeah, it's been something like that. And then, you know, he, he's not sitting here getting talked into taking stupid-ass bets and shit like he that. He was easy to get to, to get to bite on stuff. Oh, yeah. Right. Phil's always been like that, though. Yeah. You know, even when we were growing up, you could, he was very gullible. Yeah. And uh, he still is to this day. Well, he get, uh, he's we easy miss to him. get excited and, and throw some money around, that's for sure. But... um but, yeah, so hopefully he'll join us next week. But if he keeps winning like this, uh, maybe not. But We should. God it, help those kids' three-point we, shot. We, we do have a number one <laughs> listener that I think we need to uh, address, and, and his name is Lou. He's a big UVA fan. Um, he's, he's, a, a, he's a P1, if you will. A uh, little bit I, of a douche. I, I, <laughs> I personally don't think Lou's a douche. I think he's a great dude. He's your brother-in-law. Um, Nah, he's a good guy. And uh, anyway, I am sending an open invitation for Lou to join us next week on this podcast as a guest picker, and um, hopefully he'll take us up on that and uh, join us. Yeah, he he knows his college football, even though he is a UVA fan. Uh, He knows his college football, so yeah, he he would be fun to have on here for sure. Maybe we'll start bringing in guests here soon, but... um, Well, there's only like fucking three weeks left. I know, right? Well... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe we'll do a little bit of college hoops. Now, Lou would be the guy for some college hoops. Oh, yeah. But anyways, I'm all about some college hoops. I've been watching it every night almost. Um, so let's recap week 11, of the, week 11 of the college football season. Let's dive back into that Virginia Tech game a little bit. We'll lead off with that just because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very proud uh, Hokie fan right now. The way they've improved after that 2-2 two and two start. The team is referring to that Duke game as AD after Duke and – um, ever since then, they've just made drastic improvements on the defensive line, offensive line. These young players will only start in one senior. Senior days in a couple of weeks, and it's going to take all of two minutes to trot the seniors out there. But uh, they're improving. They win 36-17 to against the 19th-ranked Wake Forest Demon Dinkins. And what I was saying to my point is, other than, outside of two turnovers in the first half, Virginia Tech dominated that football game. They slowed the ball down. They went for like uh, 10 minutes on the opening drive. They were out without one of their starting defensive backs due to a targeting call against Notre Dame for the first half. So they took the ball on the coin toss to start the game to limit the amount of possessions they Wake Forest would have in that first half. And they drove the ball down the field, 
eight clock up steadily, went forward on fourth down one time, kept the ball after making the fourth down conversion, and they were inside the five-yard line, about to pound it in the, the middle for the end zone for six points, go up seven, nothing, and then they have a bad snap, and we get in field goal range, have to take three points. Go up three, nothing, uh, and then we do a three and out against that high-paced, you know, Wake Forest is a top 10 offense in the country right now, statistically, and, and we did a three and out to open the, open the game, and then we did another long, steady drive, and we just kept the ball out of their hands. And before you know it, Wake Forest was uh, trying to play catch-up, and um, I was just very impressed with uh, how Virginia Tech performed. They're a ter- Virginia Tech's a totally different team with Hendon Hooker. Uh, totally was, different team. That was their most complete performance of the year. And 100%. I don't, I don't think it's close. Uh, 100%. <laughs> um, that, you know, I, th- I think Fuentes cemented himself as not only coming back next year. If, if I were Virginia Tech, here's what I would do. You know, I would give Fuente a one- or a two-year extension, something like that, be, you know, with Bud leaving. Um, you know, there's got to be some other coaches that really notice stability within the program. Um, and hopefully, you know, with that, they'll be able to bring in someone who can really uh, drum up the defense even more, you know, with Bud's departure. Yeah, um, and, and speaking about Bud, they honored Bud Foster at that game. They actually uh, hung his name next to the scoreboard with the retired numbers and jerseys, which I thought was cool. Instead of a number, they had the lunch pail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And Bud just drew up a terrific game plan to shut down that offense. What a way to honor him, holding Wake Forest to 17 points. That's the, the least amount of points they've been held to all season long. Um, they forced a couple of turnovers in the second half. It was like old school Bud Foster defense. Hinton Hooker, it, you know, on offensive side of the ball, Virginia Tech is just different with Hinton Hooker. He went 15 to 23, 242 yards passing. Um, he averaged over 10 yards a, a, a pass, and then he ran for another 69 yards and a touchdown. Um, we had over 250 yards rushing as a team, and if you would ask me if we would have done that after the first three games of the season to anybody on our schedule, I, I would have kind of chuckled, but we're just improving. And uh, now Virginia Tech controls their own destiny and uh, can, easily you can, win, ask for. can easily win the Coastal. So good win for Tech. We won't talk about that uh, anymore. But um, I don't know what is the biggest impression that I have is either I can't decide if it's the, 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 the progression on the defense side of the ball with that defensive line and how we're getting after the quarterback or – how much better we are offensively with uh, Hinton Hooker running the offense. But uh, what other games stood out to you? Um, I'll briefly touch on the Notre Dame Yeah, I want you to talk about the – I saw that it was pretty much a beatdown. ACC Network was there live for whatever reason. But it was like, what, 30-7? to 7, 38-7 was the final. It was definitely <coughs> Ian Book's most complete for performance of the year. Um, he got it done in the air. 18-32 to 32 isn't great. Um, it was a cold night there in Durham, but uh, threw for 181, four touchdowns. Did throw two picks, um, one of which was bad, and the other one his arm got hit. So I don't necessarily put either of those two picks on him. He also ran the ball 12 times for 139 yards. Yeah. And um, Is in book better running the ball, throwing the ball out of the pocket? I think Ian Book is at his best when the offense is going fast. I just and, think and he's, he's best not, when he's running around throwing the ball. Yeah. I don't think he's a stand-in-the-pocket guy. I, I, think, I agree with you, um, but I think sometimes he bails out of the pocket way too soon. and doesn't Because that's what he's develop. comfortable with. But He's it, not comfortable with standing in a pocket and letting plays develop. And I almost 
wonder what kind of quarterback in I think he's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I'm not. This is not a knock on him book, but I almost wonder how good he would be under a RPO offense. And this is kind of an RPO offense to a certain extent, but it has a lot of it, yeah. It has a lot of pro concepts to it, with you know the different blocking schemes and identifying you know all of the different coverages and things like that that they put on the quarterback to do. Um, but you know, with that, I mean, the the thing that concerns me still is. Their rushing attack um, with non-existent. It, it really is outside of book. It's been non-existent. You know they've had a ton of injuries up front. Yeah, you can blame it on injuries, I guess, a little bit, but I don't like to do that. You know, Chase Claypool, another big game, and uh, overall, I, I, I was very impressed with that with that particular performance. The defense continues to play well. I feel like the defense has played well pretty much the entire year, even even against Tech last week. Um, you know, they only really gave up one score. Um, but anyway, um, we'll move on. I wish Hidden about- Hooker played in that Notre Dame game. I really do. But, um, yeah, that Notre Dame defense is, is, is special. Um, took care of Quentin Harris. And it just – I don't think Duke's very good at all. It's, it's actually amazing that Tech lost to them by 35. But I think Tech packed it in at one point in that game. That, were, game, that game just snowballed, though. Yeah, it I snowballed, mean, and they packed it in. They were mentally young and could not face adversity. And we were playing Ryan Rillis, who wasn't suited for a quarterback. But uh, needless to say, Notre Dame took care of business. Yeah, they're, 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 they're in the We 16th. need to talk about – and we'll go through the picks a little bit quicker tonight probably, I, I would think. Yeah. So we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time now talking about LSU and Alabama. Well, and, there's two games I want to talk about. I want to talk about Penn State and Minnesota first. Okay, let's go after that one first, and then we'll do uh, – did you Was watch that, that game? I, I did. So I watched the entire – I almost watched the entire game from my tailgate spot. That was like the one game I pro- – outside of the Virginia Tech game because I was at the Virginia Tech-Wake Forest game, which was awesome, by the way. Um, it's probably the best Lane Stadium game I've been in in a while. Next to the North Carolina game, six OTs. There's been some good games this year. But anyways, um, that was the one game that I probably watched in its entirety. And I'm going to ask you, was that game, you know, minute for our listeners, Minnesota, for our listeners who don't know, Minnesota won 31-26, upsetting the fourth-ranked Nittany Lions, and Minnesota remains unbeaten. That was their first true test. But was that win, does that say more about – how good Minnesota is or more about how not as good as we thought Penn State is? I think it's more about Minnesota. If you want you my – yeah, I do. I want your honest opinion because yeah. here, here's my concern with that. I, I want to I agree with that because I think Penn State's a good team. However, Minnesota escaped South Dakota State to start the season by a touchdown. They escaped Fresno by a field goal. Mm-hmm. And they escaped Georgia – Southern by field goal to well, start the I, season. Well, I'll come back with you on this. But, and, they, and, and Minnesota could very easily lose this week to Iowa. But they're a team like Virginia Tech who has progressed. A hundred. And that's, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is this a team that is progressing like Virginia Tech, that's young, that's, that's maturing and, and getting better? How damn good are those receivers from Minnesota? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I'm with you. fucking awesome. I, I'm with you. I think this was more about Minnesota and, and – um, for those reasons, like teams can get better, mm-hmm. teams that can, first that first half how Minnesota finish. was blowing the doors off. Yeah, of it's about how Penn you State finish. couldn't play with them. It's about how you finish, and I, I'm with you. A lot of people are saying, "Well, look how you know Minnesota hasn't played anybody. This was the only true test. Is Penn State just not as good as we think? 
No, I, I think Minnesota's a damn good football team who has gotten better as the season goes along. Um, they have a good quarterback in Tanner Morgan. He threw for three touchdowns. He had a QBR of 98.1. He threw for 340 yards, 18 to 20. Um, they have some guys who can rush the ball, but they do like to air it up to those receivers. They had uh, Rayshard Bateman, 203 yards catching. That's ridiculous. And then Tyler Johnson had 104 yards catching. So, uh, And Penn State's a defense that I said was like their biggest strength. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, Penn State has a Think solid that, offense. And staying on the Penn State thing, and I'm going to kind of pivot this towards the LSU-Alabama game to a certain extent. But the rankings came out last night. Penn State went from four to nine. Don't necessarily have an issue with that. I don't necessarily have an issue with that. They moved down five spots. They lost to, at that time, a top – what what was Minnesota last week? Oh, they were 14. Yeah. So they lost to a top, yeah, 15 top, team. top 15 team on the road, right? Alabama dropped two spots. They were getting the doors blown, blown off of them. They dropped two spots to number five, right? What's – you know, LSU's by far and away. Beside – you know, you 1A, 1B with – Ohio State and LSU, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hope that's the national championship game. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a great one. Mm-hmm. But what is Alabama's signature win? Beating Texas A&M? So With I, Texas A&M also? I mean... I agree 100%. And, and we could talk about that LSU-Alabama game now. Um, but, by the way, that Minnesota-Penn State game, I was the only one to take Minnesota. And I won uh, 10 bucks off you guys by getting doubled up. So... Although I, I did think Penn State would edge it out by a point or two. It was a great football game. Alabama-LSU, however, you guys won on me. You both had LSU. I took Bama. I said LSU would win by 10. Look, here's the thing about Alabama. Alabama is really, really good. However, however, you cannot tell me they have a clear path to the college football playoff just by winning out because they don't play anybody. No. They, they, they're, they're sign- if they win out. They, the, the Auburn is the only team they have left. And Auburn could very easily be an 8-4 and four team. And their other two teams are Mississippi State and Western Carolina. Yep. That's not going to help your resume. And if their resume L- is absolutely And L- LSU, did they lock the SEC championship game? Or do they no. set to win one more? They got to win one more. Yeah, they got to win one more uh, because they already beat Auburn. They already beat Alabama. They can't – I mean, as long as they win one of their – they have, to win, they have to win two of their next final three because the final three are SEC games. Oh, so, okay. okay. Okay, so they're all SEC games. But they got to win two or three. Two or three. They'll, they'll do that. If Bama does not – yeah, they will do that. So my point is, is, is Bama looks like they're not going to the SEC championship. Are they going to backdoor it like they did a few years ago? I think that would be bullshit. The only way you can backdoor it, in my opinion, the only way you can backdoor the college football playoff by not playing in a college or conference title game – now, if you lose a conference title game, you can get in the college football playoff, in my opinion. But to not even get to your conference title game to get in, there's, one thing has to happen. Your schedule has to be solid, especially your out-of-conference schedule. Right. Alabama did not do that this year. This week's scheduling out of conference, just because you play in the SEC, you don't think you need to play anybody else, is finally going to bite Alabama's ass. Their out-of-conference opponents winning percentage is Duke. 13 and 24. Duke was the only other Power Five. Yeah. And so I think it's finally going to bite them in the ass. And I, but the thing is, you know, you got 
The question know. is, will it? Will the committee see it that way? And if they do, will Alabama finally start scheduling people out of conference? What What Alabama needs to happen is they need Ohio State to lose. That or mainly what they really need is for Clemson to lose, and Clemson's not going to lose. No, unless. Something crazy happens in the conference championship. You're right. They're not going to lose. But to your point, I, I don't. I think Alabama should have. You look at Oregon. Look at their look at their loss. No, I, I trust me. I, there's four or five other teams I'd put in the college football playoff oh, before Alabama. Even though I think Alabama's really good. Yeah. They, some people say here's the thing, Pat, and you hear ESPN talk about it all the time. I don't want to talk about it too much, but you hear them talking about war is that they're what they've done and what they accomplish or how good do you think they are? Those are two different things. Mm-hmm. Like, you can think a team's really, really good, but they could not accomplish shit. And in my opinion, it should be all about your resume. Mm-hmm. It should be all about your resume because outside of that, it's just a matter of opinion. Whether right. it's right or wrong, whether you think a college football team's really, really good, whether you're right or wrong about that, that's not facts. That's an right. opinion on whether mm-hmm. you think it. You, you're just looking at right, recruiting statistics. And I think that's part uh, of it. I really do. I th- and, I, and if that's the case, then that's wrong. You exactly. should be looking at how a team recruits on if they should be in the college football playoff. Right. That's not right. Could not agree more. So at the end of the day, it should be all about that resume. It, you know should, be I mean? about, it should be about the resume and what encompasses the resume. And that is, you know, how you play. Who you beat and where you beat them, right? Mm-hmm. Alabama's not going to go outside of their footprint and play anybody. They've proven that. Even their the SEC schedule is dog shit. Even the team, like all the good SEC teams, they have not played most of them. No. Or will not play most their of them. Their only crossover game with the SEC East is Tennessee every year. Tennessee sucks. Yeah, they have it. They didn't play Florida this year, they didn't play Georgia this year. Of course not. The only teams they've played are LSU, who they lost to, and then they're going to play Auburn. Texas A&M, eh. Like, strong, that's a strong win. That's your best win. I don't even think – would. It's I a strong win. I wouldn't say that's a strong win. I wouldn't – not exceptional. I, w- I would say that's a – That's a strong win. That's a good win. That's a strong win. I, good to strong. Mm-hmm. It's not an exceptional win. So, um, anyway, enough about Alabama. Kudos to LSU winning that game. Big-time win. <laughs> Uh, any other games you want to recap? That's a bet that I lost. So the, Those were mainly the ones that I wanted to talk about. Um, I, I'd say we can take a quick break and dump more, into Week 12. Or yeah. Do you want to go into something else before we do Yeah, it? one more thing before we do. Some teams that keep on improving is Miami. Miami had a big win against Louisville. I think we're finally starting to see the ACC Coastal figure itself out a little bit. It comes down to Miami, UVA, Virginia Tech. Man, Miami looks has looked really good ever since that Georgia Tech loss. Um, they've already beaten UVA. Uh, they took care of business against Louisville, fifty-two to twenty-seven. And Louisville is not great, but they've yeah. Miami they put Jaron Williams back in there and played quarterback, didn't they? Threw six touchdowns. Yeah. So you get a quarterback in there throwing six touchdowns go, to go along with that uh, experienced defense and that uh, talented linebacker core. Miami. You know, if Virginia Tech slips up against Pitt or Wake, or excuse me, Pitt or uh, Georgia Tech, and then beats UVA, you could potentially see Miami get in, sneak into the ACC championship. But I think Tech would have to lose a couple more too. So the coaster divisions come down to those three. And then the final thing is Ohio State covers the 44 points. Ohio State, I do not see any flaws. 
in my mind, Ohio State's number one. They're biggest, but LSU has the better resume. They're there. big. They've had two tests, in my opinion: Wisconsin and then Cincinnati. They have passed those tests with flying know, colors. Yeah, That's the I mean, thing. It's it, not. They are awesome. They, they are awesome. They're fun to watch. Justin Fields is a fucking real they, deal. Why is there not more talk about the Heisman with him? You know, you hear a lot of it with Joe Burrow, and it's rightfully deserved on his part, in my opinion. I think Joe Burrow has been the best player in college football this year. Part of it is based on system. But Justin Fields has been fantastic. J.K. Dobbins just does his thing. And the thing is about Ohio State is how deep they are. I mean, they just roll players in left and right. The reason they're winning 73-14 to 14 against teams like Maryland, who Maryland's garbage, we get it. Yeah. But 73-14 to 14 against another Power 5 team, I don't care. You know, not a lot of teams can do that. And beat teams like Wisconsin, 38-7. to 7 and teams like Michigan State, 34 to 10, is because even when they try to let their foot off the pedal a little bit, these backups are coming in and just running all over them and throwing all mm-hmm. over them. So you're right. They're very, very deep. They're crushing And, and the reason I, I might put Ohio State above LSU at this point is strictly based on Ohio State's defense. I think Ohio State's defense is fucking legit. Sure. And – We've seen not just in the Alabama game where, you know, they let Alabama come back, in my opinion, because they were just playing off coverage and they, you know, they were just hitting the short little slants, gaining chunk yards that way Alabama was. But, you know, LSU's been had on defense. You know, there's been a lot of teams that have put up 400-plus yards on them. As a matter of fact, I think it's been three teams that have put up 400-plus yards on LSU. So, yeah. Defense wins championships, brother. I will agree with you there. So we'll take a short break. Again, uh, Ohio State LSU looks like the top favorites. That's pretty clear. And um, Ohio State ends the season with Penn State and Michigan back-to-back after they go to Rutgers to probably – I mean – Yeah, poor Rutgers. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about about that game, I'm sure – uh, along with we put the, it on the list. Uh, just I, because there's what a, is the spread before we 52. go? Fifty-two. Fifty-two, and I think Ohio State's going to cover. I, I think you're right, <laughs> but uh, before, part of me might want to take records. Stay uh, by and listen. Uh, before <laughs> before we dive into that game, along with many of the other games heading into the Week Twelve college football slate, we will take a break here and cover three. You the college football degenerates. Okay, we're back here at Cover Three. You college football degenerates. Pat, just just Pat. open my third beer of the podcast. Good, good for you. <laughs> uh, Pat and myself are here without Phil again, but uh, let's let's dive into Week Twelve, and we start off with a really fun ACC game. I love the ACC. I know a lot of people think they're doo doo. I, I don't think they're the best teams out there, but I'm entertained. Whenever it's a I fun watch conference them. to watch, man. Like anybody can beat anyone outside of like really Clemson, and you know what? It's it's. It, there's going to be meaningful games in the ACC up to the very end is, is kind of why it's fun to watch. Yeah, and um, I agree with that. But anyways, uh, we start off with a Friday night ACC contest with – Thursday North, night, actually. Thursday night, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Even better. Uh, North Carolina goes to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is a four-and-a-half favorite. I think this game is a toss-up. I agree. Flip a coin – Really is. So with that being said, I think it's a 50-50 matchup. I'm going to take the team that's the underdog because of that. Because if I think it's a, fit, a toss-up, the fact that Pitt's favored four and a half 
I like to have I like North Carolina's chances. I do too. I think North Carolina is going to win the game outright. Uh, Phil doesn't have a pick on this one. Um, Pitt is six and three, right? North Carolina does go on the road. Heinz Field isn't a very tough place to play uh, whenever it comes to college. And um, the Steelers play that same night, so you're not going to get any Steeler fans in there. No, that, that so place it may is, be empty. That place is going to be a church. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously the Steelers play on the road that night, but I was talking about Pitt, or excuse me, UVA, Miami, and Virginia Tech being the only ones alive in the Coastal Division ACC race. Pitt's actually alive too. I mm-hmm. mean, they only have two conference losses. They could very easily – this is a very important game for Pitt. Oh, yeah. They could go to the ACC Championship if they if they win this game. Um, and then they have – I'd like to see it, – it just being a fan of college football, I want to see someone other than Pitt go. Sure. Because I absolutely have zero faith that Pitt will make that game anything less than a 30-point spread. Yep. I think UVA has a chance to make it a little bit of a game for a half. I think Virginia Tech has that capability. You know, maybe Miami. Um, Pitt hasn't shown the offense to be able to score on much no, of No, I mean, Pat Narduzzi's, you know, playing 70s football in Pitt. But, yeah. you know, it's working for him, I guess, a little so bit. So we have no action on that no, game? No, no action, but so, still a fun game to watch. Yeah, for sure. And I think you know, the other reason I'm rooting for North Carolina is that it will help Virginia Tech, obviously, their odds a little bit, even though they haven't played Pitt yet. They play Pitt next week, not this week. But moving on, Alabama, can they respond? It's not going to be hard to respond again, not to respond against a team like Mississippi State because they don't play anybody. But Alabama's favored by 19 over the Bulldogs. I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough either, but – the thing is, and, and Phil has Bama covering the spread in this one. I think that's a smart bet. Um, one thing I read, though, right before this podcast is two ahead in practice this week. But, mm. I mean, he played the entire game. So, he's going to Is Saban checking out, bro? I don't think – no, he's not checking out. <laughs> checking out of the playoff yeah, race. It, no, I don't think he's checking out of the playoff race. You know, he's – Because here's my thing. If you're not – you better hope he plays because even though you don't play anybody for the rest of the year until Auburn, you need to beat Penn State or Mississippi State by soundly to be in the playoff. You got to beat them by sixty. You got you got to win these next two games by a lot to stay in that playoff conversation. So you better hope they he starts. But uh, I'm not going to waste any more air talking about Alabama because they Lord knows they get it enough everywhere else. Right. Exactly. Media Good point. Height. So we're done talking about Bama. Fuck them. Maybe for the rest of this podcast. I ever. I'm not picking Mississippi State though. <laughs> Indiana at Penn State. Penn State comes off that loss against Minnesota. Um, they're still in Big Ten race, so this is an important game. They're favored by 14 and a half. Who do you got? Indiana's a sneaky kind of team here. Um, they're 7-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, they're 7-2. and two. They're um, one of those sneaky, not bad teams. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not great <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I do think that their quarterback's pretty decent. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's a young kid. You know what? Give me Indiana to cover the 14 and a half. Yeah, I think the quarterback you you speak of is Phoenix. Is that yeah, his name? Yeah, yeah. he has over almost 1,400 passing yards, 10 touchdowns and four interceptions. I think Penn State covers. All right. I do. I think they're going to respond well. I think Franklin's a great recruiter. I think he's a great motivator for Penn State. 
I don't think he's a great Exodus and O's coach. I completely agree with that. But he's going to be the type of coach that's going to get this team motivated this week. I can tell you that. And I think uh, he's going to be really aggressive in this game. Really aggressive. Uh, while we're talking about the Pen 10, let's do a little, little bit of uh, theme here this week. Who do you like in the Big Ten championship game? Ohio State, and who do they face? I think ultimately they'll end up facing Minnesota. You I think Minnesota's going to end up beating Wisconsin. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I think uh, – So you'll see a rematch of a couple I weeks do. ago. I do, but we won't talk about that much there. I just wanted to get a little predictor as we head closer to the uh, conference championship week. Thank God we don't have to bet on that because I think Wisconsin could easily beat Minnesota. But I just – that's just my first hunch. You kind of caught me off guard. I like it, though. But we have paper on. Uh, I yeah, got we pa- do have paper. I got Penn State. You got Indiana. Yep. 14 and a half. Correct. Florida at Missouri. Florida's favored by seven. Missouri's just been on a downward spiral, I feel like. They, Missouri has been like my picks, really. <laughs> like, we're, you know, Jameson likes to use the old NCAA football themes uh, for the video game whenever we come into this thing. I asked him to play the fucking Titanic theme because that's the way – you know, this has gone for me the last few weeks. Um, this is an interesting line, though. I feel like begging people to take Florida. And they got me. I'm taking Florida. So is Phil. Do Florida I, looked uh, so good against Georgia, even though they lost that game. Yeah. And they're coming off a of bye week. Kelly um, Bryant's not playing either, is he? Um, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. I did hear that he could potentially not play. Right. But I'm staying the hell away from that. Who does uh, Phil got? He has Florida. Yeah, too. he has Florida. So no action? No action. Why won the SEC? Who do you got in the SEC championship game? Oh, it'll be Georgia and LSU. I, I agree with you. Uh, moving on to our next game, Wisconsin at Nebraska. Wisconsin's favored. Favorite. Favored. Favored. <laughs> By 14 and a half against the Huskers. Can Frost fix what's going on in Nebraska? It's going to take him time. I think they got the right guy in there. Um, Nebraska's been broken for a long time. I think, yeah. You know, it, for some reason, they thought they, they were, were going to fix o- it in two years. They were just Come overhyped. On. They were yeah. just overhyped coming into the year. I mean, it, that happens. I mean, it, a lot of the AP voters going into the year, like, oh, you know, you know, Nebraska's going to be awesome, so on and so forth. It gets clicks, it gets listens, it gets all this shit going on, it gets conversation going. There's a shitload of Nebraska fans out there. They're just not very good. So, do you like you like uh, Wisconsin? I like, yeah, I like Wisconsin. I do too. Even though Nebraska's rushing uh, defense is not that bad this year, they're they're averaging. 186 rushing yards, uh, excuse me, 173 rushing yards allowed for the season. So that's good, or okay at least. Um, but Wisconsin's only allowing 84 rushing yards mm-hmm. a game. So give me Wisconsin. Uh, no action? No action. Uh, not a lot of action early. I kind of I had this as one of those weeks where there might not be a whole lot going on. I don't like these lines too much. Michigan State at Michigan. Phil's Wolverines go into a rivalry game a little bit here. Two weeks to prepare for Michigan State. I don't think you need that much. Phil's got Michigan. I've got Michigan. It's 13 and a half. Yeah. I got Michigan, too. (laughs) I think that's a lock. Michigan State's a fucking dumpster fire. They remind me of Missouri a little bit. I think they're ten times worse than Missouri. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't cover again last week, and I actually bet them to cover against Illinois, and they, they did not. I am riding the fight in the Illini for, like, the last three weeks. That's the only reason I haven't been fucking shut out. What about Kansas at Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State's favored by 17 and a half. This is going to be a fun game to yeah, watch. Yeah, it is. I feel like there's always a fun game in the Big 12 to watch every week. The, the noon kickoffs this week are fantastic. Just the games that we've gone through so far, all these games are at noon. Every single one of them. Unfortunately, I'm going to be at a couple's baby shower. <laughs> Fuck me. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it is at a bar, and hopefully college football games will oh, okay. be on. Oh, well, that's... Yeah, so it's not going to be terrible. I'm just not going to be in the friendly confines of uh, Pat's basement here, which is where I like to be, mm-hmm. um, if I'm not in South Bend. So, anyway... Uh, kind of blacked out there for a minute. Which game are we talking about? <laughs> Kansas. Kansas at Oklahoma State. I wish I knew what the over-under was. I may bet on that. This is going to be a shootout. Oklahoma State's averaging 500 yards a game. They just, yeah. They, they just, like I said, I talk about it every week. Between Hubbard and um, the quarterback, Sanders, they, they just have a well-balanced attack of passing and rushing the football. I feel like I bet on Oklahoma State every week, even though I've always been I've been saying all year Kansas State's much improved from last year under less. Uh, give me Oklahoma State to cover the, the the seventeen and a half. Yeah, likewise. I'm surprised nobody took Kansas. Does Phil have Kansas? No. No. Uh-huh. No paper again. Before we take another quick break, why don't you talk about this Navy at Notre Dame game? Notre Dame's favored by seven. Navy's good, man. Navy's really good. How yeah, you- I, they're so good that I wish the spread was higher because I would take Navy. Uh, but seven, I don't think is enough. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. Whenever you play the academy schools, they, I mean, the, the restrictions that, you know, they have with having to keep weight and, you, you, you know, they don't – they can't push you around up front. They can't, you know, create penetration on the defensive side. The Navy does have a new defensive coordinator this year that's done a hell of a job. Um, but I have Notre Dame covering the seven on this one. I think, uh, you know, I think they found something a little bit where uh, they're going to be able to just kind of roll through their next three games and, and finish 10-2 and two and, and see where they stand whenever it comes to bowl season. But, um, yeah, give me Notre Dame to cover. Again, I wish the spread was a little higher. Here's the thing. I'll give this you seven and a half. This <laughs> this Notre Dame game, like this Notre Dame team, rather, their inability to rush the ball could hurt them in this game if Navy can keep it. That's close. the thing. Well, it, the thing like, is, like the Navy Tech control. Game. Navy could easily come out. Let's just say Notre Dame kicks off to start the game. Notre Dame could start their first drive with six minutes left on the clock and be down three to nothing. I'm. I wish it was higher, but I'm going to take Navy. Okay. Um. That's probably a smart bet on your part. I I wish it was more, and it may not be the best bet, but, like, Notre Dame can't run the ball, and Navy can control the clock. Those are two things we know. And that sounds like a recipe for a really close game, especially if if Navy gets up a couple of touchdowns, and I don't know. I don't know. If Navy gets up, the game's over. Navy will win. I don't know. Because that's just the way they play. So give me Navy. I'm going out on a limb a little bit, but I, I think the the lack of rushing attack from Notre Dame and the ability to control the clock for Navy sets this up to be a tight one, I think. Um, so let's take a short break before we go over the rest of these games. 
so we can manage our time better here. And uh, we'll be back here at Cover 3U. All right. Okay, we're back here at Cover 3U. And we're going to do our uh, lightning round of four games where I just say a spread and a matchup. And you tell me if anybody has action. Um, okay. And we'll alternate who leads off. So the same person isn't betting yeah. through every game. I'll go first on this one. Okay. Ohio State at Rutgers. Ohio State's favored by 52. Until Ohio State shows me a weakness or any signs of slowing down, I'm going to take them covering no matter what the spread is. I have Ohio State covering 52 points against Rutgers. As do I. I think Rutgers is the worst team in the FBS. Um, <laughs> Out of the Power can, 5? No. FBS. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Phil has no action. Let's go. West Virginia at Kansas State. I'll go first again. Kansas State's favored by 14. I love betting against West Virginia. <coughs> Excuse me. Give me Kansas State. Phil has no action. <coughs> Neither do I. I don't like this spread. Okay. All right. Here we go. Syracuse at Duke. <coughs> Duke is favored by nine and a half. Give me Syracuse to cover. <coughs> I'm choking over here. Uh, excuse me. Give me, uh, give me Duke. Okay. I don't know why, but give me Duke. <laughs> I think Syracuse is Syracuse is bad. I don't think Duke's any good either. I think the coaching uh, the coaching staff has lost Syracuse a little more than Duke. I think Duke's just a better better coach team for a matchup like this. Give me Duke. So we got action. We need some action. Yeah, we do. And then the last one, USC at Cal. Excuse me, I was choking there uh, on a beer. USC at Cal. USC's favored by six and a half. Phil and I both have USC. Ooh. You got a few games to play with. I do. I'm your big leader, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bet. Staying away from. <laughs> Phil currently has absolutely <coughs> zero action thus far. Okay, so uh, why don't you uh, start talking about this game right here? Which game is that? Georgia Auburn. Georgia Auburn. My my my. I think this is going to absolutely derail. Georgia's chances for a college football playoff appearance. I think really? Auburn not only covers the two and a half, but they win the game outright. Give me Georgia. You and Phil both have Georgia. So you got doubled up. I did. I think, um, I don't know, man. That South Carolina game that Georgia lost was weird. I like Georgia. So, anyway, you got, you got Auburn who's just going to stack it up on defense, stop that Georgia run. They're going to – you know, I'm still not impressed with the Georgia receivers. And I also think that Auburn's just going to be able to move the ball a little bit more on Georgia than a lot of teams have. Give me Auburn not only to cover the two-and-a-half points but to win the game outright. Yeah, Georgia, while they have some weapons, Fromm's a great quarterback – Outside the South Carolina game, he's been pretty flawless. Um, and then you got Swift, who's already eclipsing a thousand yards or close to it. For whatever reason, their offense is kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the way it's coached, though. I mean, and Jake know, Fromm's not going to be one of those guys who's going to come out and throw for four hundred yards in a game. He's going to throw for one hundred and ninety yards, have a touchdown, no picks. That, that's just the way he rolls. And it's a shame because. If they had a different style of offense, they have some really good talent. 
outside of receiver, maybe, like you said. They're just young at receiver. I think they're talented at receiver, but they're just young. They're just slow, and that that does concern me. Um, But I think Georgia wins the game by a field goal or a touchdown and covers the two and a half. It's going to be a great game. Moving on. It's a critical one for me. I need that for morale. It's a big wager. You just got doubled up there, right? I did, yeah. That's a big wager for you. Phil is on the board. We have double paper. All right, uh, Wake Forest at Clemson. Wake Forest coming off that uh, what looked like, you know, they were a top-10 offense. And then Virginia Tech just kind of controlled the clock and outcoached them, and they took a big L. Surratt is out. Yeah, he's done for the year. I mean, Uh, you look at Wake Forest offense, though. Who did they do that against? Not really anybody. Yeah, no, not really anybody, but – you know, they were doing it with ease. Um, you know, I could I can tell you right now who they did it against. I mean, it, NC State, Florida State, both of those are doo-doo. Louisville, they lost to them. They gave up 62. Then you got Boston College. Nah. North Carolina. You know. Elon, Rice, did, Utah State. They did, they did it with ease. But I, I do think that's a big hit in losing Surratt. Um, uh, I think Clemson covers as much as I – you know what? Give me Wake. Give me Clemson. Give me Wake. I think Wake is going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. I may regret that bet, but I got some bets to play with. If they can get that RPO going again with Carney, and if Newman can have a better game – Although he did not perform well with pressure against Tech. Probably not my best bet of the year, but give me a wait. Tech is an impulse bet. It's yeah, like whenever you're in the line at the grocery store and you just pick up yeah. the fucking Snickers. And I think that's Phil's biggest weakness when he does his podcast. That's why he stopped showing up, I think. Yeah, I concur. Texas at Iowa State. Iowa State's favored by seven against what we think is maybe an overrated Texas team. This is an interesting game. You know, you had you had Texas, you had Texas who was favored against the twentieth ranked team in the country in Kansas State last week, and now Iowa State's favored against the nineteenth ranked team in the country this week. I don't know what the hell to do on this one. I really don't. I look at this and I'm just, I don't know. Brock Purdy's a real deal. I mean, I think Iowa State under Coach Matt Campbell is awesome. Um, if that always I always say that's huge. Yeah, I'm gonna stay, I, I don't know what to think either. I'm gonna stay away from it. If I if I were to bet this game, I would go <sighs> Iowa State to cover the seven. What does Phil have? Anybody? Uh, Phil has nothing going on here. All right, well, let's just not talk about it. it. I think it's gonna be a close game. Should be a fun one to watch. What it's a great three, weekend of games. Yeah, three thirty kick. Important important game for Texas. Um, I'll be at a baby shower. Important game for Iowa State <laughs> to get bowl eligible. The one way for being bowl eligible. So it should be a good game. All right, Virginia Tech at Georgia Tech. Um, Hokies improving, coming off a big win. They're in the ACC Coastal Hunt. I told you earlier today that I, this Georgia Tech team worries me. Um, I've read or heard somewhere that Georgia Tech's running backs have the highest um, force missed tackle ratio yeah that's a statistic <laughs> where the fuck do they come up with this i don't shit? know man there's so many like different stati- statistics they have this year uh, or in college football these days but the thing is who sits down and watches enough fucking georgia tech games to well, figure out how i many don't know if, you, if you paid me to do it i could do it oh fucking i, 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 I would quit my job well, in yeah, a heartbeat so it's I'd a 
take it, half my salary. It's forced missed tackle percentage. Uh-huh. So basically, I don't know how they determine that number, but basically when you force a guy to miss or if you force a guy to miss a tackle with a stiff arm or something like that, Georgia Tech's running back has a higher highest percentage in the ACC, better than Clemson. And Clemson has that running back, uh, what's his name? Itne? In, Etn. Etn. I can't pronounce that name. <laughs> um, so the running backs do concern me. Uh, they're going to have to swarm and, and gang tackle. The Hokies are favored by five and a half on the road. What do you think? That does not concern me about the missed tackle analytics or whatever the hell you were just spewing at me. Um, so give me the Hokies to cover the five and a half. Phil has Virginia Tech too, right? Yep. Phil has Virginia Tech. Yeah, I would probably take Virginia Tech just because they're my Hokies, but I'm worried. I'm worried. I would not be surprised if Tech only wins this game by a touchdown. Um, but uh, we'll see. Should be a good game to watch. In what the time East. is that one? That game's at 3.30. 3.30 kick. 3.30 kick. If G Tech wins this one, man, I tell you, they're in great position. What a turnaround. Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa's favored by three with that great defense. They're not Fantastic known, defense. They're not known to put up numbers offensively. No. Nah. Minnesota is known to put up some big numbers. They're coming off that big win. This is a great game to watch. Yeah, it is. Now Minnesota's starting to be tested week in and week out. Yep. Can they do it again this week, Pat? Well, let me give you Phil's pick, and that is Minnesota. I think it's... It's a top 25 matchup. Yeah. It's number 20 Iowa, number 8 Minnesota. What do you think? I'm the one in the last fucking place. You tell me what you think. <laughs> um, I think... It's going to be critical for Iowa to make sure this is a football game by the third quarter. Um, they cannot get in a shootout with Minnesota. They're going to have to slow the game down. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to do it against Minnesota's offense. Um, man, I don't know. What's the spread? Three. Three? Iowa's favored by three. So you're basically asked, because this game's either going to be really close or it's going to be... You know, Minnesota's high right now, right? And, and I might be ended up contradicting myself by taking Iowa. I might end up taking Iowa. And why I would be contradicting myself, as I said, Minnesota would be in the Big Ten championship game against uh, Ohio State. But, I mean, it's all going to come down to the Wisconsin game anyway. Iowa's defense, though. I mean, they just muck it up. They're very much like a like a, an academy school to disrespect, and that is they run the ball, they run the clock constantly. You know, the game's going to be over in two and a half hours. Yeah, so to me this is like the Pittsburgh-North Carolina game. I think it's a toss-up. I agree. I mean, Phil's got Minnesota. Do you- Therefore, I'm going to take the, the team that is the underdog, and, for, and Minnesota's the underdog. Yeah. Based on that. So give me Minnesota. That gives me some wiggle room. I, I think it's going to be close. And if I think a game's going to be really close, I'm going to take the team that's the underdog. So the question Man. is do you want to get doubled up and take Iowa? I've to win? Been, yeah, I mean. But you got to play catch up, bro. I do have to play catch up. Don't talk me into this. I'm just. <laughs> You're 53 and 75 for the year. Thanks for reminding me. And the reason no I'm problem. 50, and, the I, reason, and the reason I'm 53 and 75 is. Y'all talk me into shit like this. Um, That's not true. Fuck it. Give me the Hawkeyes. I love it. God damn it. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I think it's going to be a really close game. Again, the only reason I'm taking Minnesota is because they I just think I lit two $5 bills on fire and just (laughs) said to fuck it. 
What about uh, LSU at Ole Miss? LSU's favored by 21. Do they keep the hot hand? You go ahead and talk about this. I got a lot of writing to do. <laughs> Are you are you recalculating your budget? No, I'm not. fucking shaking over here. It's got <laughs> some weird calligraphy going on. Uh, I I think uh, you know I talked about Ole Miss. I think a week or two ago about how disappointing the rushing attack has been. We all thought they would have a really good running game under uh, Scotty uh, Phillips, I believe is his name, and um, they haven't had that. In fact, I don't think uh, Phillips has been playing do do some injuries and some other things going on and I, I think LSU covers easily covers the 21 points oh god I think I might get doubled up again um you really uh, it I, is kind of tough to go from Alabama to Ole Miss on the road you're going on the road after a huge win like that Phil's got LSU I Ole this Miss, the, Ole Miss the, can move the ball this will be the third time you got you gotten doubled up this week it, I mean it's typical it happens every fucking week do you want to get doubled up and take Ole Miss? No. 21's a lot. It is a lot. Don't talk. <laughs> Jesus 20, Christ. I know 21's a lot. That's three whole touchdowns. I know you're in sales for a living. I'm not going to get sold on this one. It's on the road. I, now, let, now, hear me out for a second. I'll hear you out. Hear I can me change out for my a fucking second. mind. They only lost to <laughs> Auburn by six. Okay? They lost to Texas A&M by a touchdown. That's two ranked opponents. They've lost by a touchdown or less. This is Ole Miss, okay? They beat Vandy pretty soundly, 31-6. to six. What was so the score of that Alabama game? Against Ole Miss? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 59 Alabama, 31 Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. So 28. That's what I think it's going to end up being. 21 is a spread. But that was at Alabama. What do you think? I told you what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so you got LSU too? Yeah. No action. All right, no action. I guess. Sorry, I listeners. LSU. That was me trying to push a. Uh, a no, it's fun. It's fun to do that shit. Oklahoma at Baylor, and uh, Oklahoma is favored by ten. Well, Phil has Baylor. Give me Oklahoma. I think Ooh. Oklahoma is going to move the ball big time. What did uh, Baylor do last week? Did Charlie Brewer improve after that West Virginia game? Because old Charlie let me down against West Virginia. Dude, it was like nine to nine at the end of regulation against yeah. TCU. Yeah, um, yeah. They played- I should have gotten a fucking cover in that game, but I didn't because it ended up going to overtime. They lost by six. TCU did. Give me Baylor for the sake of betting. I don't even. Know. Right, I, I don't even to look at it. I, you know, I, I said I like Charlie Brewer of Baylor to begin with. Oklahoma's just ever since that. That Kansas scare, even though it wasn't a scare, I think they ended up pulling away in the fourth quarter. But remember that Oklahoma-Kansas game was really close for a while, and then they lost to Kansas State, and then they – They almost – they probably should have lost last week to Iowa State. And they almost lost to Iowa State. They they lost one by a point. Um, I think something's going on at Oklahoma with their defense. Um, I don't know. Maybe there's enough tape on them out there for, for defensive coaches to figure them out. But give me Baylor to cover 10. Screw it. All right. I got doubled up again. Now, we're going to end this podcast with two Pac-12 games, uh, both with the Pac-12 favorites. Um, We'll come back from a quick intermission and talk about those two games to end the podcast. For the third week in a row, there won't be a two-minute drill because Phil is not here to to talk about what he wants to talk about. But we'll play his fight song, and we'll give him the introduction if he ever gets back here on the podcast live. Here on Cover 3U.
the college football degenerates. Okay, we're back here at Cover 3U. We got two Pac-12 games. Yeah, so if you're up, games. If you uh, are up late and you want to... 10-15, 10-30 kicks. I will certainly be up. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to Atlanta for the Virginia Tech Georgia Tech game, so I'll be actually. Your ass better be up. We're gonna. T- I'm gonna. Text I'm gonna. You I'm gonna stay. My plan is to. So when I'm not at a game, I'm going. I went to. I'm going to nine games this year in total, but when I'm not at a game, I, I really do enjoy turning on the tubes and enjoying college football all day. So I plan on being up. Maybe better we can, be. Maybe we can team up late night. Possibly. After the kids go to bed. Yeah. We'll talk I mean, about that later. Depends on whenever I get back from Baltimore. That's true. We'll talk about that. But anyways, so some late-nighters, Pac-12 action, late-night Pac-12. Before we talk about these games, who's in the Pac-12 championship, you think? The Pac-12 championship. And out of the Power Five, I think you've asked me, this will be the third out of the five, and I'll ask you to ask me the final two. Um, Pac-12 championship, I think it will be Oregon and Utah. Yeah. I think they're and those are the two teams we're going to talk about in their matchups. Let's talk about those things. I think it's Oregon and Utah as well. Um, I, I said if any team could upset somebody in that conference, it's USC being the dark horse. Um, but they've already lost to Utah, which unless Utah loses this game in another one, I don't think USC can get in it. Yeah. So, But first game, UCLA at Utah. Utah's favored by 21 points. What do you got? You go first. You're in the lead. I am in the lead, and I'm going to say Utah. I don't think the Pac-12 has seen a defense this good in a long time. And UCLA, while they've been known to put up points, have been extremely inconsistent. I like Utah to cover with ease. And 21's a lot. Yeah, that's right. I said with ease. I think UCLA is going to cover easily. I like it. I like it. UCLA's a, a four and two in the in the conference. Um, they just had a big win, thirty one fourteen over Colorado. They beat Arizona State earlier this year, so you never know. What about Arizona at Oregon? Oregon's favored by twenty seven and a half. You're in the lead. Uh, Oregon, <laughs> Oregon's the best team in in, in the Pac twelve. Twenty seven and a half is a lot of points. I'm going to stay away from it unless you can talk me into a bet. I can't talk you into it. I'm going to stay away from it. So, what does Phil have anybody? Uh, no, Phil doesn't have anything in the last two. You sure? Well, yeah, the last one. Oh yeah, yeah. gotcha. Okay. So you didn't ask me about who's going to be in the Big Twelve championship and who's going to be in the ACC championship. Yeah, I meant to ask you that when we were talking about Texas, because the Big Twelve is kind of a crapshoot. They don't have divisions, so right. they only they, Every, they, they they play everybody, which I think is pretty cool. Um, they play nine conference games. That's it. That's a feather in the cap, in my opinion. So I think Baylor's going to be in it um, just because they don't have any conference losses. However, they still have to play a majority of those teams, um, one of which they play this week. I think Baylor's going to be in it in Oklahoma. I agree. Whereas other teams, all teams have weaknesses, but UVA's having a hard time disguising that weakness right now. And I think that's why you're seeing them. In close ball games and and that weakness is the offensive line. Offensive right? line, yeah. Offensive line, 100%. And, and I agree. Um, and, and, and the Bryce Perkins, I think, can the durability mitigate. of Bryce Perkins, the durability of, of four quarters and Bryce Perkins it. can mitigate the offensive line to a certain extent, um, but not for four quarters. You know, if you ask me next week, you know, I want you to ask me the same question again next week after I have a chance to watch 
the Virginia Tech Georgia Tech game. I think Miami's out. You do? Yeah, I think Miami's out. I think it's going to come down to the Commonwealth Cup. I could see Virginia Tech losing one of the next two games and beating UVA to open the door for Miami. I really can see that happen. I can see Virginia Tech losing to Pitt or Georgia Tech just because of how young they are. And, um, you know, that's Virginia Tech's biggest weakness is their youth um, and their over-the-top defense safeties. But they play really good against Wake. Um, I don't know. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch. Enjoy your Week 12 of college football. We're in on Phil's fight song for winning again. Last week, and we'll see you next week here on Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. What is the other conference we need to talk about? ACC. You didn't ask me who's going to be in the ACC championship. Man, I don't. So, Clemson. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said after I originally was on North Carolina, UVA beat North Carolina. I said, you know what? UVA is the leader in the Coastal. And then Virginia Tech did what they did against Wake. And I've seen Virginia Tech grow the way they've done throughout the season. And I see this defense playing with a chip on its shoulder and Hinton Hooker running the offense the way it should be. I don't want to say it, but I think Virginia Tech's the favorite to win that division today but again that's changed every week but if i had to put money on it i would say virginia tech after virginia tech i would say miami but miami needs some help uh miami actually needs uva to be virginia tech not virginia tech to be uva right which could happen mm-hmm. um so i think either virginia tech's going to beat uva to go to the acc championship or uva is going to beat virginia tech to open the door for Miami to get in the ACC championship. That's what I think is going to happen. It's one of those two. Well, so, gun to your head, you have Virginia Tech playing Clemson in the ACC championship. Right At this moment, right now, yes. I agree. So there you have it. So we're pretty – we agree on a lot of these com- potential conference championship and, and that, matchups. And obviously that could completely change after this week. Um, I've been – I was kind of taken aback a little bit about, uh, you know, the way Georgia Tech really fought back against UVA. Uh, I thought UVA had multiple opportunities to just blow the doors off of them, but they they just didn't get there. They've had some injuries on defense, some big ones that's hurt them. Their weakness is a really, really, really big weakness that stands 